Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank. Today I'm joined by Squeaks. It's a me and uh, Squeaks. <laughs> oh man. So, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of energy I need right now. Oh, I saw that energy come from the bottom of his body. He was like, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> he Goku'd it, man. Say my name first. Say my name first. <laughs> What up, everybody? I'm a full disclaimer. I am half brain dead. Uh, was at DreamHack for three days and yeah. still managed to get Mario in. So sorry if some things I say don't make any sense. And we're recording this on Easter, so I'm sure you had family stuff to do with as well. So just yep. nuts. As Natural right, so Libre says, I've had diarrhea since Easter's. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Chip. All right, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Star Wars announcements because damn, they're amazing. All those recent trailers. We're going to be talking about some Harry Potter, The Rock, and then we're going to be discussing the Super Mario Brothers movie and DreamHack. So I'll put timestamps in and everything. If you're like, I want to hear Squeeze do some more Mario voices, I'll put the time back <laughs> so you can just go right in there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You're good to go. <laughs> That's all I got, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sure that you'll find more by the time we get to it. <laughs> we're going to start off with our question of the week, guys. We added this to Twitter, so you guys, we have responses over there as well. What is your favorite Comic-Con? And I'll just straight up say, like, convention in general. Because mine, I'll throw mine out first, is going to be BlizzCon. And I know that that's not a Comic-Con, but it is a straight-up life-changing convention, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's so epic on such a grand scale, and it's more than just the convention, but also the after-parties and everything like that. The hype beforehand and everything. So I, I would say that BlizzCon is the best event I've ever been to. It's yeah, near yeah. Disneyland, but, but you know, in, in that hype mode in my mind. So I'm going to go with Damn. BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that good. I praise. Yeah, Squeaks. Squeaks, what do you got? Oh, uh, yeah, I totally agree with BlizzCon, but I'm going to go different because I, they, they want all the same. So I'm going to go more local, okay? And it's not really, I mean, it's kind of Comic-Con-ish in a way, but I'm going to mm -hmm. go with SAC anime. I'm staying very nice. local. And I'm saying that, I mean, obviously with the anime, there's tons of manga and stuff like that. So that's why I'm putting that connection there. Um, but I, I've met uh, uh, some of my heroes, uh, voice actors of... Yeah, you know, Dragon Ball Z and uh, One Punch Man, Demon Slayer, stuff like that. And I was fortunate enough to get things signed. And uh, even though sometimes it is a pain in the ass to do it, uh, after that whole battle uh, for hours of getting signatures, um, you know, I like to check out the vendors because the vendors have some amazing ass art or yeah. um, making their own like props and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll do with that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my pick. We got our press passes for that this year. You going to go? Oh, shit, really? Yep. Which uh, which one though? Because there's a uh, they do the, a few sack animes. Yeah, the, not the one that just there's one that just passed, but the one yeah. that's like in September, I think it is the beginning of September. I'm ready. All right. Can we get uh, interviews? I'm debating about getting a booth. The booth yeah. is like three hundred bucks. I'm like, I wouldn't mind having a booth at sack anime. That's a big big yeah, event. Yeah. If I chip in for the booth, can I get a ticket? Because I love no. me some anime. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't have to chip in the booth. Squeaks, you but, just said yeah. My Hero Academia, and I was just like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> well, so uh, this media passes, can we get our like interviews with the actual set of interviews with the actual people? We have to we have to set those up beforehand for like for the okay. one we have coming up. I've been setting up interviews beforehand. We'll also have okay. a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews on the day of, of course, but yeah, yeah. we'll just set this up beforehand. Depends oh, on how just, confident you get, because then you can probably yeah. even get an interview in the dressing room if you really try hard. <laughs> we could do like those two, three minute interviews as well. The main thing is we get a business card in their hand so we can get a full length interview later on. 
Yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I'm sure we could get some interviews. So I, can, I, I, got a, I got a pop duo and I have Goku sign, but I still was not able to give Vegeta to sign. And he was there and heartbreaker, you know? So, I mean, if we got to interview him while he's changing his panties and stuff like that, fucking please <laughs> let it happen. If I get you, if I get you to interview, are you, would you do the interview? Uh, you never done an interview since uh, the manga artist. Damn. Uh, one, I would never pass up that inter- interview to, uh, uh, for Chris Abbott. But man, I'd be scared shitless though. <laughs> I, I've done, I've had interviews where I'm like, Melissa Flores is one of them where I was like, eh. yeah. This one I just did was super good. I'll, I'll go over that some yeah, other time. Nice, but nice. yeah, yeah. So, all right. No, okay, I'll get you that okay, interview. Okay. But you got to be the one on the mic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, for sure, for sure. Thomas, for sure. What, what do you got over there, man? I mean, I got to say DreamHack, right? Since yeah. I was just there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a little biased. No. Uh, it was a fantastic event, but I, I think I'm going to go more sentimental and say mm-hmm. LA Comic Con. I've been to some other comic cons, but this one was like the first time with you guys. And, you know, you had a bunch of interviews set up for me, which was super awesome. I felt very, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The Sandlot, Uh, you know, there was this guy who started his own podcast. He's been in a bunch of movies and shows. I'm sorry for getting it right now, but uh, he was fantastic. You know, I got to talk to Amy Jo Johnson. I got to talk to Kern Walters from Titans. Uh, Who else? Uh, Donnie Cates. Comic book writers. I got to talk to the creators yeah. of X Men: The Animated Series. I, I'm still pissed that you got that Donnie Cates interview because he's legit my favorite writer. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I see him talking to him like Thomas. What the hell? <laughs> Asking him to like hang out with me. It's so crazy. Well, Squeeze was just talking about how nervous he was, and when I saw Donnie Cates, it was like, do I say something? No. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, you know, texted some people. What should I ask? Went up there and really awesome guy obviously he loves the craft and just getting to talk to him about what he hasn't done that he wants to do was yeah, really was freaking cool so yeah yeah i'm gonna go with la comic-con that's always gonna be like a special one in my heart yeah that's good mm-hmm. hopefully dc's listens to our, our podcast and is like oh okay don case wants to do batman we'll make it happen i'm sure they did yeah. i am there for that <laughs> uh so uh, over on our twitter account so wizards at san diego comic-con is still on the bucket list but their favorite they've been going to is new york comic-con they go every year Zach McCary says that uh, someday he'd like to go to San Diego Comic-Con, but he never misses an Emerald City convention, oh, yeah. which sure. is one of those I would like to go to. I know Kevin, we're trying to get Kevin some uh, video passes for that because he lives uh, right next to it or near it. Any, anything in Seattle, I'm there. Like I'm there. Oh, yeah. Big Seahawks fan. Let's do this. I've never been to Seattle. I would love to go there. Fan, and... so. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, Sounders, let's go. Sounders, team yeah. trips. Yeah. We need some team uh, bonding. Let's do it. <laughs> Zero Dark Nerdy says C2E2 and Toonie, or sorry, Tune My Heart says D23. My boy Ooh. Kyle says, Kyle from, of course, our podcast, Level Up and everything like that. E3, back in its heyday, but now it's BlizzCon. It's my boy. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and, oh, and then here we got Thomas here. He's like, <laughs> LA Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. So great responses, guys. Clearly, there's a big San Diego Comic Con bias, which I think is just all that hype that's over there. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you guys. The build outs too. Like if you, I've been around there because it's always falls on my birthday and what goes around San Diego, like not even at the convention, but just around the city is insane. Mm. There's so much you can do just outside the city. Even if you (sighs) don't go into the convention, that's how cool it is. That gets me so hyped just sitting over here thinking that um, you were saying the tickets are for sale all the time. Once if you like live in the area, right? People like selling tickets. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you check the San Diego Craigslist, like yeah. they, some people are trying to dump passes. Like maybe they can't go for the first day or they can't go at all or whatever. So I saw some tickets online and yeah. I've been tempted, but I never pulled the trigger on any of them. But, uh, yeah, I think we can here. work our way in this year. There we go. Um, 
This all leads to the Capital Creative uh, Showcase. The next episode of Geek Face, you guys here will be live from CCS 2023. You guys are welcome. If you guys live in Northern California, come over to West Sacramento. We're going to be there. We're hosting the Mario Kart uh, tournament. It's going to be this. We're calling it the Sacramento Grand Prix. We're going to be doing uh, a quiz show. I've, I've got a bunch of medals to hand out. Getting big fat chocolate bars. Uh, GameStop gift card for first place on the Mario Kart tournament. We're going to be interviewing game devs from all over, the, over California. Come and hang out with us, guys. We're excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. You might as well hand me that gift card. Uh, Just saying. You gonna, are you going <laughs> to... First off, are you showing up? Because That's true. That's I, true. I, I, last I heard was... The uh, communication's still okay. being worked out right now, so... I heard Sarah might be watching the kids while you go or something like that. Jonathan's just right. saying, like, who knows? Yeah. Speaks, you got to go. Who's going to sign those autographs, oh, man? Damn, you're you got to right. sign your own pop. Oh, you got to go. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Jonathan and I not only have done autographs, hey. oh, that's perfect. Not only has Jonathan and I signed autographs, but we've actually taken pictures of people with oh. people and stuff like that who wanted pictures damn, of us. Okay. So we might have Squeaks be our picture boy and be like, uh, go, go talk to this talent over there. Yeah. Um, oh, you're but me it's blush. A, it is a blast. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, this episode of Geek Freaks, by the way, is brought to you by Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The game's coming out at the end of this month. You guys hang out with us. We're going to be streaming it. Um, you guys, it's going to be continuing the amazing story of Cal Kestis. It's an outstanding story. In my opinion, it should be a Disney Plus series already. And I think it will be soon because he gets all kinds of love at that Star yeah, Wars event that just had. It's amazing. Man, good segue. Yeah, this, this, event, this episode is brought to you by that game. The link will be in the description. Let's get into the news. Yes, Star Wars uh, celebration over in London. So many announcements. Just right off the bat, what's the biggest one for you guys? Tom, let's start with you. Oh, man. I think I'm going to have to go with Ahsoka. Just because mm. I love Ahsoka. I love that. You know, we were just talking about it because of the Mandalorian, how much it's been tied into Rebels. You got yeah. me on the Rebels train. I've been watching Rebels. I love it. Yeah. And then, boom, live action. All the characters are there. Yeah. And they're played by amazing actors. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I'm on board with that. So yeah. Ahsoka, for me, is at the top of the list. Same, man. I can't. I mean, just just because I quickly watched through all of Rebels. Squeaks, have you watched Rebels yet? Uh, No, not all of it. I think I finished the first season only. Right? This one. Okay, so you got through the hard season. To watch, oh, to watch yeah. You got just okay, good ones, okay. guys. It gets oh, the better. first season's the worst oh, one shit. by okay, far. Okay, I was kind of enjoying Absolutely. it. So, okay, that's good to look forward to then. Okay. Oh, oh. I'll just say Darth Vader versus Ahsoka. Okay, that's the next season you're looking at right there. So, yeah. In Rebels? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It gets okay. serious. Yeah, oh, it does. It's great. Damn, Damn it. Thrawn. Uh, yeah. Okay, beat me to it. Son of a bitch. I was going to dive into that and say that was my uh, my big like shocker announcement. Yeah. That, that was pretty, I'm pretty stoked for so we know that Lars Mikkelsen's coming back to actually play Thrawn in live action too. So it's actually the voice mm -hmm. from Rebels that's playing him in the live yeah, action. So, yeah. he, he looks just like him too. I mean, he I does. don't know if did they model the character after him? Like I don't know, but it, he has that look that looks like Thrawn. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I think so because Hera also looks like her character, and Chop Chop looks like his character. So <laughs> or Chopper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chopper, Chopper, yeah, Chopper, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, this just totally looks good. And Kevin put it best. His reaction to it on Twitter uh, when I tweeted it out was like, this almost looks too good. Like, they're just straight up doing all fan service. I, I, nothing wrong with that, of course. But yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, you know how you guys want to see this? Here it is. Yeah, we already got the Purgles teasing Ezra's return in The Mandalorian. So we probably have Ezra around the corner. Yeah, we also saw a projection of him in this trailer, too. So we can expect to see him. Now we have a Ray movie coming up. It's going to be set 15 years after the events of the oh, last what movie. what the fuck? 
Yes. I thought, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> She's going to be building the Jedi Order. Uh, God damn it. Squeaks, let's leave with you, man. What are your reactions to this? Okay, I heard she was coming back. I didn't know she was going to have her own damn movie. Yes. So. You sound stoked. bitch. Not. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little... Ah, got me off guard. It's like being proposed when you're not really that in love, you know? Yeah. Uh, do I say no in front of everybody? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, shit, man. Uh, um, uh, there's so there's so emptiness to that character, I feel, still. Yeah. And there's, not, and there's nothing there, so maybe we can have something, uh, finally. Uh, I think Ray is cool. Mm-hmm. I think she's just in a shit series of Star Wars. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's the best. No, that's the well. I think because I think that first movie was really good with her in it, and it's unfortunate. And we saw the same thing with Finn. It's like, man, this just deteriorates so fast. And if we could redeem her somehow, like like how Dave Filoni is doing with like Clone Wars, and even with the possibly with the the newer movies, I I would say let's give her a chance. Fifteen years later, too. Like, so we're gonna see a more mature version of her. It might be good. You know. Yeah, I'm hoping with this though, if it's gonna be you know continue like the big. production movies and not just streaming obviously that we get back to what lightsaber battles were about i mean from like the from the prequel movies right they're fast yeah. paced jumping around everything but this whole like late, latest sequel just slowed it down man there was no nothing exciting about any of those battles well specifically so jj maybe. wanted to try to mimic the 77 movie he was trying to return back to that form and but i think like what dave filoni and john favreau are seeing and actually i was just talking to jenny stevens who did the uh, PR work for um, the prequel movies was saying that like those movies are beloved now because people grew up on those movies. So yeah. now like our generation's like, man, I just want to see that fast Darth Maul, Count Dooku, boom, boom, boom. You oh, know? Yeah, man. Yeah, turn me on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray coming back. What do you think, man? What do you think, Thomas? Yeah. You know, I agree with both of what you guys said, especially squeaks. Like she, she was so fundamentally cool. And in that first movie, you're like so on board with her journey. I'm so excited for her. And I do like her as a character, but she kind of feels empty. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like she's fully fill, filled in. We didn't really like, to me, I don't feel like she got like a full arc to see a lot of character development. Uh, you know, she's a great actress, uh, you know, a uh, beautiful actress, like all these different things, but it just felt a little shallow. And man, yeah. I, I just want to see, her really get to shine and go through some stuff and, and have to battle back because it was there, but it just felt so surface level, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not that, you know, I, I want to be excited for it, but it's not like, it's not at a hundred level yet. It's not like a yeah. hundred percent hype. It's at like a 70%. It's, it's, it's like, it's like the show without Bowser. <laughs> Later on. So let's look at that. You said you'd have nothing for us, and you're already building up. I know, I know you're jotting notes, Dad. Don't even lie. Um, it's so funny because, like, I, Thomas, I've talked to you about this. Like, one of the things I used to just hype myself up so much is watching fan reactions to uh, Thanos uh, scenes, or Cat picking up Mjolnir, or you know, the, the all the Spider-Man scenes, stuff like that. I always use the fan reaction with. There are ones for Ray that are the opposite. Where it's mm. at the end of the trilogy when Ray's like, they're like, what's your last name? And Ray turns the camera. Uh, you can hear yeah. a bunch of people yelling like, don't you say it, bitch. Don't you yeah. say it. Yeah. And then she's like, Skywalker. No. And you see guys yeah, like, I'm out of here and stuff like that. It's like, well, calm down, guys. But I feel you. Like, she shouldn't use Skywalker, in my opinion. But okay. Yeah, I feel you, guys. Wait, is it, wait she's a Palpatine, right? 
Is it? Yeah, do we even know? I think yeah, she. I think, I think she is a Palpatine. Yeah. What, what, what should she like? Palpatine? It was a rejected clone. Yeah, she's like the daughter of them or something like that. Yeah, was, See, uh, I've, yeah. I've seen that last movie twice, and I still don't know what her deal was. Like, I just wanted her. I did yeah. want her to be a Skywalker or a Kenobi or somebody I want a close Kenobi to the myself, good. Yeah. Yeah, like that was the rumor for so many years going into it. Like, she's a Kenobi, she's a Kenobi. And then they're like, you're a Palpatine or whatever. I'm like, what? It just, yeah. it just, it didn't land right. It was yeah. a weird choice for me. Like, connect her to the good characters that we like so that when she carries on this legacy, and especially now as she rebuilds the Jedi Order, we're like, yes, she's carrying on these characters we love, but it's like, uh, Palpatine, so, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like yeah. I could get behind that, though, the Palpatine, because it'd be cool mm -hmm. to have like this, like, bad guy father, but I mean, Oh, fuck, I guess that already got to happen. That's anyway. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is a Skywalker. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, but just it was so, uh, that story was just not present. It was just like, okay, this is who you are. And then even at that, I feel like we found out more because of the novel that came out for uh, mm -hmm. the last movie. Nothing about the movie at all was telling us anything, which was crazy ridiculous. Yeah. So Bad Batch yeah, is filling in the yeah. gaps a lot right now too. So if you guys watch Bad Batch, it's starting to kind of explain the idea of cloning Palpatine. So and which is pulled from the Thrawn books, the first three Thrawn books that which I had waiting for that first one to come in. But yeah, so we have two other movies coming out. Uh, one that is going to be focused on uh, by James uh, Mangold is going to be focused on the pre Old Republic founding of the Jedi's. Um, this looks good to me. I just been saying for so long, let's get old Republic. Yeah. Finally. I think we're going to get it with this yeah. Thomas. You looking hyped for this. What's up? Oh man. I'm so hyped for this. This, you know, if we're talking about timeline in star Wars, right. You know, there's only so much you can do in the, that BBY era, you know, where yeah. the death star explodes, right. We've seen it all. We've seen all the Skywalker things. We've now started moving into different sects, but like show us what happened when the Jedi were at their top tier. Show us when yeah, the Jedi yeah, were just yeah. everywhere. They were recruiting the best of the best. Like they were respected as knights in the galaxy. Like show us that time. And we've seen it now work with Game of Thrones, right? We got Game of Thrones and we saw Daenerys. Now, boom, we get House of the Dragon. That works as well. Do that with Star Wars and I'm on board. This sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, and James yeah. Mangold is fantastic. Like this is, this is going to rock. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you literally have Mandalorians versus Jedi. It's exactly what you'd want from what you're watching right now. And uh, and then eventually, post all that, but you can get to it, you get the first time that we have a Mandalorian Jedi that actually forms the Darksaber. How great would it be to see us the form in the Darksaber? Um, the recent from the pages, by, uh, by the way, guys, uh, is all about the Darksaber and tells us that history, but um, yeah, it's, it is outstanding. So it's a really good era. Really cool. Plus Darth Raven. We could get to all that. That'd be pretty cool. Dude. I'm like, I want to see Raven on screen. Uh, he's so cool. <sighs> Our next movie is going to be Dubai Day Filoni. Now, he has, since this announcement, clarified this is not going to be so much a Mandalorian Defenders type of thing, like where they do the Netflix and the Defenders. It's less about that and more about a New Republic story. So kind of, when you're watching Mandalorian, Paul Sung-Hung Lee's side of things, which is like, that's perfect because I'm freaking loving that stuff. And if you're going to put Paul Sung-Hung Lee at the head of a movie, just take my ticket now. I mean, I'm so there. Man, what you, you say his name so well. Like, that's impressive. <laughs> I have practiced that son of a gun so much because he's going to be uh, Uncle Iroh, and I will try to interview him as hard as I can because I want to talk to him. So I've, I've practiced his name a lot. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have all faith in him. And the reason, I mean, when that name pops up at the so, credits and it's something that's so simple as even just one of these animated shows, 
there is nothing uh, that has ever so far doubted me with any of this work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm all in for anything that he does, especially, uh, Favreau and Filoni. I mean, that's the Star Wars do, and I don't want to see anything honestly made without their names on it. So, yeah, I love when you see clips, like there's so many interviews now that I just watched one where mid interview, the the two of them just like start going on a Mm -hmm. tangent where they're like, and they start talking about like Star Wars lore, like, no, but this one, and then they're like, oh my God, to be in the room and they start doing that. And then they're like, let's have Bo-Katan take the Mm -hmm. Darksaber or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's like, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's great. I I think what's nice is we also got a little report a little while ago before Star Wars Celebration that there was no ending in sight for The Mandalorian, right? And there was mixed reviews on it. Like Some people were like, that's awesome. It can go on forever. And some people were like, wait, so all of these stories have no direction on how they're going to conclude. And now we have a definitive answer. Like It's going to conclude and it's going to bring all these stories together that you've been watching over the last few years in this badass movie. And yeah. we're probably going to get to see like the coolest action sequences of Din Djarin, of Bo-Katan, of Boba Fett, like all these cool, maybe Ahsoka jumps in, maybe the rest of the Rebels crew. It's like, it's very exciting. I think Dave Filoni, obviously he loves it. He's like, you know, George Lucas passed the torch onto him, onto him himself. And it's like, yeah. dude, it's going to be great. I'm stoked about yeah. that. We have some fast ones to go over real quick. So Andor season two is confirmed coming out August, 2024. Feels too far away, but I am sorry for that. Yeah. We got a little bit more information on the Acolyte. It's going to be focused on the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said it's Frozen meets Kill Bill, and um, it's, it's going to be focused weird. on the High Republic yeah. era. So I yeah, think it weird. might be stretch, stretch, stretch. Maybe Palpatine is alive at that point. Like he, you know, that whole like Sith Lord pushing out your lifespan. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe we So might do get you think they're like not going to have the. What are the what are they what are the villains in the New Republic right now? It starts with a T. Um, thrift or Thrall or I thought they were the Thralls or something like well, that. The, of the of the New I'm Republic. I'm sorry. The, oh, like the, the, uh, oh, is that what we're talking? Hold on. Uh, are we not talking about the New? No, this is the High Republic. Yeah, so this yeah, is that's pre- what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, High Republic. Prequels. Yeah. Yep. because I'm I'm reading one right now that has like I thought they were called like the Thrall or something like that or some shit. You know more than me because uh, I could not get through like five issues. Oh, uh, okay. Book, so I'm reading so the novel right bored. now. Um. Yeah, I. I, oh, okay. I, I, need to do I was the same with you. I read like two issues, and I was like, "I'm good. I'm done. I'm, I yeah. don't want to waste my time with this." Yeah. Uh, but I am enjoying the novel, <laughs> and there's this weird group of like uh, they almost remind me of uh Mad Max villains, like this uh wasteland group, oh, and damn. I'm pretty sure they call like the Thrall or something like that. Like and that's exactly what they are. Yeah, and when like they're that. coming, there's always like a storm with them. Uh, so when you said that, um, that's cool. <laughs> when you said that they're, you know, that would be the villain or introducing the villains, whatever the case may be. Uh, I thought for sure that's what you were referencing to. So I don't know. Maybe we will. I wonder if in that chaos, there are Sith that are forming plans, maybe throwing yeah. that as a, like a confusion uh, tactic to kind of rise up because I think we're, I think that's what we're going to get is like the story of Sith trying to take back yeah. okay. the galaxy. Okay. Cause at this point, aren't the Jedi like firmly yeah. controlled? They have like yeah. a space station. Yep. That's yep. really sexy yep. and stuff. Okay. Let's see them die. All right. We're going over to Skeleton Crew. Uh, they showed off this cast for Skeleton Crew. Not a big deal, but we did find out Dave Filoni's directing uh, one of the episodes. So, you know, obviously we're fanboys over there. Yeah. And one of the, and the Daniels who just did everything everywhere all at once are doing yeah. a few episodes, which I'm pumped about that. I love the Daniels. And every time Bryce Dallas Howard can touch a project I'm on board with because she nails it every time. Directorially, she's perfect. 
So please get her on more stuff as well. Yeah. I, I almost took a lot of flack for defending this latest episode. And I was like, man, I'm going to get raked over the coals. But I, I posted on numerous, pla numerous places. And a bunch of people were like, yeah, this last episode rocked The Mandalorian. And I, I think yeah. it did. Like, I really enjoyed it. There's a big hot and cold on it. But like, even if you look at just like if you're just taking the director stance, like you can't say that city didn't look so cool. And like the way that they were running through the streets after that rogue robot and stuff like hold, squeeze. No, did you watch the latest episode of Jack Black one? And the, okay. Yeah, yeah. I seen yes. well, yeah. dogging and I'm like, what is this? But uh, I'll, I'll be getting to that. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's just a side story. Yeah. Yeah, he says I, something about peaches. I don't remember. Well, exactly I'm on board then. Fuck what everyone <laughs> yeah. else says. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we had a new Indiana Jones trailer. I'm more excited for this than I ever was. I think I'm totally first day on this yeah. now. I'm on board. I'm agree. Other trailers that we had. Blue Beetle. We now we you and me Thomas talked about this. You and me Squeaks talked about this. Squeaks, you had some really good points on how these shots are all kind of borrowed. Can you go into that a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. So from what I remember. Uh, and kind of from what I saw, to be honest, too, is, uh, for example, the one that's really sticking in my head is the bus scene, right? The bus splits in half. Well, OK, I feel like that that's pulled from Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange is in the middle of the street and he, he uh, splits that bus in half. OK, one. The other one was he fall uh, Blue Beetle. We see him fall from the sky or space, wherever, and almost hits the ocean, but he stops. OK, well, in the new Shazam, Shazam uh, stops when he's falling. Or is it the first one? I think it's first the first one. one. I remember seeing it. I think. The first one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, he stops like right then before he uh, hits the ground. So it's almost like, yeah, like borrowed I think you said it visuals like, borrowed. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, Cause I, I will say when I remember him getting taking the suit and he's going off into space, I was like, oh, that's like Iron Man. And yeah, Iron like Man. the way that's he was taking off, say. I was getting some vibes from that. Yeah. Do we think that we're getting to a point where we almost seen it all in superhero movies? Like what hmm. different can you be? I definitely think we're jaded. Like, I think like we especially like this crew, like people who podcast and discuss these movies more than we should. I think we've seen it all. And I think for like the mm -hmm. kid that might be seeing this, people are like, oh, that's cool. I mean, like guys, Iron Man came out 20 years ago or not 20 years ago, uh, like 15 years ago almost. So, so crazy. Right. It's right. So like there's a generation now that hasn't seen Iron Man when it came out in theaters. Yeah, that's um, true. I, yeah, but I, I, don't I, know, I, I definitely get the borrowed shot. I would like to see something new, right? Oh, man, I'm so hyped for this movie. I don't yeah. know why no. I, I have so much like everyone's like, oh, DC, I don't know. It's on shaky ground. Right. I don't think so, man. I'm so on board with this. I like the cultural aspect of it. Uh, I sure. Some of the shots may be borrowed, but you can do things similarly and package it differently, right? Mm -hmm. It's It feels different if the character's different, if it's grounded differently. If I, I don't know. I just like it. Like yeah. the sounds, everything about it just really works for me. I'm so pumped for it. It's just like, maybe it's because I love Blue Beetle as a character. But uh, I just like if Blue Beetle is done right, I feel like I have more faith in a Green Lantern coming out like that because oh. those visuals will kind of uh, look at squeeze over there. You got you got them all hyped up. I, I, uh, I'm no, I'm just so confused because one, I never heard anybody say like, oh, man, fucking I'm like a big Blue Beetle fan. Right. <laughs> but then you threw the Green Lantern on top of that. And I'm like, oh, you, you like like fucking hit me with the arrow or something like <laughs> that's thomas's favorite character is, is green lantern so yeah oh shit mine too yeah nice nice yeah, okay. yeah, yeah exactly I, I know we probably we probably do like the same character <laughs> maybe different reasons but i just like that it's an extension of of the character and you know there's also almost this like dr fate element where he's like trying to battle the suit itself but just like oh, you know um, my wife's mexican i love like just when she brings in the latino heritage to me and just like kind of learning more about that i love my like family-in-law and just 
it, there's a lot of similarities to like Hawaiian culture where I come from. Mm -hmm. And just the that vibe mixed in with like these badass powers. And then you see Zolo come in and he has this Cobra Kai training. He's such a likable kid. He's that just a sweetheart. So yeah, the way they hyped it up, like, ooh, he's a badass standing on the water. Like, psych, he's the pool boy. It just, like, mm -hmm. all really yeah. works for me. Which, actually, now that I remember with that pool boy scene, it was almost like Shang-Chi. Shang yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he's, like, doing the valet cars. Where yeah. he's like, oh, you got this whole car coming through looking super nice. And it's not even him. It's that. So it's like... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I totally get that, especially with your wife. My wife's uh, Palestinian, and I thought about that with Miss Marvel. And God, I hope you have better luck than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I tried. Understood. I tried. I was like, for my girls, for my girls. Right. Oh, fuck. I couldn't get through like the second episode. <laughs> I know. Come on. Miss Marvel is like such a perfect oh, role man. model for both your girls. They look you know, just oh, like her. So like that. And you're just like. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, she rocks in the comics, so you always have the comics. In the video game, she yeah. rocks. In the Avengers oh, video game, absolutely, I freaking love yeah, her. Yeah, in that she's game. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's stellar. In that. Um, and and just one last thing on Blue Beetle, I really like his transition into the suit where it's like burning out of him. To me, it was mm. Ghost Rider. I was, I was getting that vibe of like oh, it, like shit. almost out consuming out from him. Is uh, I thought it was really cool. That's yeah, kind of cool. Uh, Secret Invasion. I'm gonna be watching this day one. Uh, are we going to review every one of these episodes, Thomas, for Challenge Absolutely. Accepted? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay, for sure. So I just Absolutely. challenge you to that. Just heads up on that. That's my credit. Oh, okay. Well, that was easy. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this trailer? I, I know we've been talking about it quite a bit and, and what we could see from it, but any thoughts? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'll just say I'm simply looking forward to it. You introduced Secret Evasion to me so many years ago, Frank. And I guess where you introduced like, me. No, I think you let me borrow a comic. Oh, maybe, you know what? Maybe you got I'm me into Civil sure. War. I don't know. We were, we you were guys sharing are such good then. friends. Maybe. This is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and so I've been uh, looking forward to something like that too, just for the confusion. Like that's what I want. I want to know if, when I'm watching it. I want to know that I can't trust anyone myself. Also, yeah, and that's what I want. Hopefully, they do a good job with that. I think War Machine's going to be a scroll. I think he's the easy oh. one. Yeah, because he's looking too confident. I'm like, nah, that ain't Rody. That ain't him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think maybe Colby Smolders too. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, because she has already been one Doctor in Strange. We always assume something's up. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. How fr free he was. Wonder if all this whole time he was a scroll. That's true. Well, I, yeah, could know. he could a scroll do that kind of magic? We have a Super Scroll too, know. and he just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not necessarily a big fan of this version of the Super Scroll, but we'll we'll take what we can get, I guess, until we yeah. can get the Fantastic Four uh, in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. That actor though, who's playing the Super Scroll, what is it? A Benedict uh, or something? Aldir, he's a phenomenal actor, though. So he he's kind of under the radar, I still feel like. But yeah, he's gonna bring it. Like he's a stup like amazing actor. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what he can bring to the table to that role. I like those Disney yeah. shows myself. Uh, we have the Barbie trailer that blew me out of the water. Like Barbie might be awesome because it's all meta and <laughs> yeah, like I'm just down to laugh and Ryan Gosling and all that. So I don't know. I think I'm yeah. on board. Man, that last, I mean, I was already on board, but like that last scene where it's uh, Simu Liu talking to Ryan Gosling, and he's like, there's not enough beach for all of us. He's like, I'll beat yeah, you off any day. Man. I'll beat both of y'all. That had me rolling. I was like, I'm so for it. I, I feel like Simu is like so low key, like comedian level funny. And then he yeah. finally gets to be funny. And then we've seen Ryan Gosling and the other guys be funny. Like mm -hmm. them just bouncing off each other. Like, Oh man, I'm going to die laughing. It's gotta watch him in Kim's Convenience. Simu does a really yeah. good job in Kim's Convenience. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. 
Lastly, we have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm super hyped about this. Squeaks, you were saying it might be a little bit overhyped, right? When we were talking uh, about this? Yeah, so I'm saying uh, from the first one, I just think for me, it was overhyped. Uh, I think mm-hmm. everyone says, this is the greatest movie in the world. So I went in with extremely high expectations and yeah. it, they just weren't met. So I'm a little hesitant with the second one, but I will say, watching the trailer recently, it looks extremely good and the story looks yeah. awesome. Um, but also, are we going to get so many Spider-Mans in this universe that are we ever going to feel overwhelmed with it? Are they going to try to give everyone their little time on the screen? Because if so, then that's just too much. And I mm-hmm. feel like, are we taking away from Miles Morales himself? Oh, so. that's a really interesting point. I wonder if they'll... I think this might be an introductory for him to join the MCU, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we already have Miguel talking shit about Earth 619999. I think I got that right. Um, and so what oh, if he yeah, like yeah. gets thrown into our favorite Marvel universe and then all of a sudden like he can join, I don't know, the MCU basically. I, I would think that one might be our entr- entrance point. Mm-hmm. That'd, be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, just some quickies here. Harry Potter series possibly yes. coming to HBO. I think this is a terrible idea because I don't want you to touch those Harry Potters. They're perfect. Um, I'm still reading that first book. Squeaks, you are our resident Harry Potter fanatic. Thoughts on this? Okay. <laughs> so when I found out, <laughs> when I found out, that much prep. <laughs> when I found out uh, that this was basically going to be Harry Potter again, right? Essentially. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man, we don't need it. The movies are perfect. And then someone that's like that loves the books. Okay, I get it. There were things that were left out and you can introduce those now because who cares? It's not a movie. This is just, you know, the time is unlimited, really. Right. With the series. Right. But with that being said, would it be cool to see it? Yes. Um, But I feel like the things that were left out were not super necessary to be in the movie anyway. Like it was totally fine. Who gives Mm -hmm. a shit about this character or this ghost or whatever the heck? I mean. Yeah, you know, and so then also we're going to see Harry Potter again, right? That's the horror deal. Why are we having a retelling to like these uh, massive historical blockbuster hit movies? You know, why, 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 why? We don't need it. We don't need it. Now, if it was Harry Potter through eyes of different uh, characters, you know, like Harry Potter is just a background character and you hear his name because events are happening, but you're actually seeing it from other houses, like their views and whatnot. That'd be totally different. And it's like, okay, sweet. Because what was, I don't know, um, a Ravenclaw student doing down the hall when the troll was in the bathroom or I don't know, you know, what the hell, you know, anything random. Creative, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't need to retell you this. I'm, uh, it, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Well, they're doing more Lord of the Rings series that are going to be set at the same time as Lord of the Rings, but they've said so far, we don't know fully yet, that they're going to be about other people dealing with the threats of Mordor and Mount Doom and all this, and Sauron. They're not going to be Aragorn and Frodo and whatnot. It's going to be actually other places that we're also dealing with rampaging orcs and stuff like that. Okay, so I so like that okay. idea. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're hearing about like, oh, I hear about this, uh, you hear about this hobbit that's got a big important ring, yeah, you know? yeah. but they go on with the other thing they're doing. Yeah. Like, that I think would be cool if Harry Potter did yeah, that. Yeah, most know? definitely. Yeah. Because there's a ton yeah. of schools and then we could have eventually yeah. a season where they do go to Hogwarts to compete for that yeah, famous couple. Most definitely. Called. Like just you know? the world is massive. It seems like, and it's like not explored enough. Uh, because in the books were tailored to even on a cursed child, which is after the seventh one, it's still tailored to Harry mm-hmm. Potter's son. So it's still kind of like that whole same line, I guess you could say. Um, 
but yeah, there's so much more because what you're saying, like in the Goblet of Fire, they introduced like how many schools? And you're like, what the hell? Hogwarts is not the main school for witchcraft wizardry. So it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and then give me some dark stuff, man. Let me see like how all this, uh, you know, um, go back to Tom Riddle's yeah, days. Something yeah, something like that. How Voldemort was. I don't know how he became a little bit more of who he is. That whole transition of um, him being yeah. nuts, you know, That'd something, something, or his team working for Voldemort doing certain tasks, something, anything. That way you could still use familiar names, yeah. and then, then yeah, you have Potter, but it won't be maybe it's Potter's dad or something like yeah. that, or Potter whoever the yeah. hell. I know. I mean, we've already talked about how much we want Hogwarts Legacy to be a series, but I think that's a good good adjustment. What you're saying yep. there, I like that. Moving forward, we have a live-action Moana with The Rock playing Maui. Can you touch on that, Thomas? Because I know you were talking a little bit about The Rock. Gee! Oh, fuck. All right, everybody. <laughs> That's, I, I'm on board with oh, it, man. Gee, I, uh, it's funny, me. though. Well, I, I never watched... I never finished the cartoon. What? Version, I will say. And we talked about it before. Oh, yeah, I, never yeah, yeah that's, I forgot um, about that. Because, I know we've talked about it before, but it's like an amalgamation of... Polynesian culture, Melanesian culture, Micronesian culture. And like, I come from Hawaii. So like, I, I'm familiar with all these things, but I didn't like how spaced out everything was. It didn't really mm -hmm. like, it didn't really vibe with me super well. And the rock has already said by announcing this, he was already in Hawaii. He had his girls with him. He introduced it in Hawaiian. Like all of that is so cool to me. And anytime you can show Hawaii in a great light, in a great picture, and represent what the people and the culture is about in like a, a great way. Like I'm on board with that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm one to talk because I didn't watch the cartoon. But yeah, I, I'm down because it's not going to be shown in yeah. a great is way. Any <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> Disney's live action that they've been doing yeah. lately. Yeah, um, I mean, but the Rock has a lot of respect for the island. He even said it when he was introducing it. Like I grew up here, yeah. you know, and he does give. I wouldn't say he gives a lot back, but I mean, he shows a lot of support for people in Hawaii and. A lot of people back him, and so yeah, I'm cool with it. I mean, hopefully does, you do well. Does he come from an area that's similar to where you come from? Kind of close by. I mean, okay. he was only there for a little bit of time. If you watch the Young Rock, but kind of close by. I think well, I'm trying to think of what the school is. Right, Farrington. I believe you went to Farrington. It's not known as like the best school, but I used to play football against them, and um, everybody there is like super cool, and yeah, so. It's very close. It's probably like 20 minutes away from where I live or where my parents yeah. live now. And you were talking about Jason Momoa is a better, probably a better example. And maybe he could join somehow. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Jason, Jason Momoa is Hawaiian, right? So like uh, the rock is Samoan. And so he gives, I mean, he's more Samoan than I think he's Hawaiian, although mm -hmm. he spent some time there, but Jason is Hawaiian blood. His dad was from Hawaii. He spent a lot of time there. He knows the culture. he, he could hang out in the rough side of the island with people and they like love him, give him a ton of respect. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's got like native Hawaiian tattoos and he's, it was done in like the traditional Hawaiian way. So yeah, he, he, he's like the guy. I wonder if he could play like Moana's dad or something like that or, or oh. Moana's uncle. He seems like somebody's uncle, right? That yeah. Be, okay. That would be, be pretty I just, badass. Man, that's actually. fascinating. But this yeah. is just a trident, like in the background, because you know he's still Aquaman. Just settle, settle, like it's you know no big deal. Just kind of there. If you catch it, you catch yeah. it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dig into the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is going to be full of spoilers, so keep an eye on that. 
Squeaks, hey, we got anything else for you? <laughs> I'm putting uh, you on the spot now. No, I ran, I ran out. I, I'm good. <laughs> I was hoping for a full rendition <laughs> of Bowser's Peaches oh, out of man. you. But okay, hey, I've only listened to it once after the movie, so, you know. So sure. I don't know all the words yet besides Peaches. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? I know you and me were, like, talking a yeah. lot. Like, during the movie, we kept with, yeah, did you see yeah. that? <laughs> Which is good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, yeah, I definitely enjoyed doing that because... Well, we get to, you know, geek out together on certain like random things, but it also helps catch something that I yeah. like. There was one part where super subtle where they're going down the sewers and it says level one and through two or whatever. And I saw it mm-hmm. um, and I was like, no, OK, whatever. But then thinking like, oh, shit, totally forgot. Like if, you know, like the actual old games until Sammy, which was next to us, biggest fan ever, um, was <laughs> pointed that out. But, you know. Uh, and I think that's what made the movie more enjoyable too. Is sitting here watching it with uh, um, with you, Frank, <laughs> and uh, get to like geek out together when it came to things <laughs> like that. So, yeah, yeah. The thing I was rooting for was I was like, okay, the fighting Bowser. I'm like, please grab that oh, damn man. tail. And when they did that, I was like, yes, that's what I wanted so bad. And they threw him like they did in the N64. Oh, man. Uh, that was that was one of the best things. But there were so many times where they just they were very good about it, like. When he put the raccoon outfit on and it's like they put like the musical sting in yeah, for Mario yeah. 3. And, and there's a lot of shows and movies that do this. SpongeBob is a great example of this where it's like this is made for the kids, but this could be something there for you mm-hmm. adults, too. And I this was full oh, yeah. of that. And I think th- I think the nostalgia might be bumping up my like grade on this mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but overall, oh, what did you think of the story of it? The uh, story's fine. And I think a lot of people hopefully not are going to go with like, oh, well, it's not very complex or anything. Well, no shit. It never really is, which is totally fine, right? Kids movie (laughs) on top of that. When you play a Mario movie, what's really the premise, right? You're just beating Bowser, right? He wants to take over something or steal Peach, whatever the case may be. Uh, But I did like that. I always referenced this in my head when we were watching it, that we got, uh, if if I remember this right, for the first one, we got Peach from like Super Mario World, not just like basic peach right so we got peach with an attitude mm-hmm. and that was one of Henry Keenum and fight and I super enjoyed that because I enjoyed how Mario was like the newcomer going to a new world getting advice from someone that still yeah. needed that help that assistance um so I feel like that was what amped up the typical like okay Bowser's just taking over kind of thing um mm-hmm. but yeah I've heard that and it's like come on guys I mean what 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 craziness do you need I mean until at least for the first one, you know, the first Mario movie. So, yeah. 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 I would just like, again, I'm going to second that because, yeah, who needs an overly complex plot for a kid's movie with Super yeah. Mario Brothers? Like, they yeah. go to the world. He has to save his brother. He has to save Luigi. He has to help Peach. Like, what else do we need? That was great. Like, I don't know. I, I thought the story yeah. flowed. It was interesting all the way through. It, it made me laugh the whole damn time. And yeah, there was like cool action in there and the way they weaved like little Easter eggs into the story with the story progressing was fantastic. This this movie rocked. I I found myself laughing a little bit too, which I'm like, calm down, Frank. You're just laughing at the fact you see Mario on screen. Calm down. (laughs) I do like how they kind of flipped the script on the damsel in distress because it was Luigi that was really the damsel Mm -hmm. in distress. And and shit, we had Peach try to teach Mario how to be a Mario. It was really cool. And, And it worked like... It's not just that it was something they did new. It mm-hmm. just worked. And it actually pushed their brother narrative quite well. And um, I, it's like Luigi somehow still makes Mario better. Mario. And I think I really love how much involvement um, Luigi was in it. And then what it took for them to mm-hmm. uh, come together to defeat Bowser. That was my favorite part. I like how it wasn't just yeah. Mario versus Bowser. Yeah. Thing, that it needed Luigi as well. 
Let's go. I love when right. he's walking yeah, by fire. Yeah. I was like, yes, that's so cool. Yeah. That's, that's badass. I like I like everything they did with Donkey Kong too. Where yeah. you know, if you look at the history of Mario, right, like his where he started was in the Donkey Kong game, and then eventually, you you know, they have this whole like battle between each other. But I liked how at the end, then they become friends, and it really works. Like I I didn't know how I'd feel about the Seth Rogen voice on Donkey Kong, but it it worked for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, this is hilarious. Some of the we stuff talked he was about saying. that. I feel like he tamed down his laughter, mm-hmm. his signature laughter. I think it was Sammy, or was it you, Squeeze? It was like, no, that's still, yeah, that that's still definitely that Seth Rogen doing his yeah. laugh. Uh, well, like two or three times he laughed, okay. and it's like, okay, well, that's Seth Rogen. But, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's probably my least favorite, like, voice, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> By the way, his autobiography is very good. I'm about halfway through that, and it's like, oh man, he does. He's uh-huh. a hell of a good writer, actually. So check that out. Yeah, nice. Uh, I do. I mean, we had Diddy Kong shout out, which I was super excited for that. But dude, that Donkey Kong world, the way like everybody's yeah. on carts, and then obviously I'm trying to practice is so funny. I'm practicing so hard so I could be decent at this tournament, just in case <laughs> I got to throw up some numbers up there, you know. And I'm watching videos on how yes, to drift because I'm suck at drifting so bad. And people, like, if you actually play Mario Kart in a professional way in any way, you drift yeah. the entire time. You don't ever stop drifting. And son of a bitch if they didn't yeah. show that in this damn movie where Mario Mario's trying to escape. He's like, like, oh, my yeah. God. And then he got the boost out of him. Like, you suck, <laughs> man. I can't get that down. I'm suck at that so bad. Yeah. So it was, was cool. good to see that he's better at it than I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's That was a sweet one. And it, how they were picking the parts for their oh part was yeah. cool, yeah. too. That was like, this is straight out of Mario Kart. I loved it. Like, oh, the tire, whatever. And then they all pull up in their different carts, and Mario's got his traditional one. Peach has the badass motorcycle, and then Toad rolls up in, like, the monster truck. I was like, nice. It, that, that stuff worked for me, man. It got me. Yeah. I would love to see if there's a person on this planet who's not a Nintendo fan or hasn't played Nintendo, mm-hmm. what they thought of the movie. I don't think we get that. I think everybody's too saturated. Because there are some things, like the eel scene I thought wasn't needed. Yeah. Like, I think that they could have thrown DK and Mario falling into, like, friendship or quasi-friendship somewhere else. The whole eel thing felt like it broke up. Um, maybe there was too much of the jail scene where they're all hanging there. Yeah. Although yeah. I do love that blue star. <laughs> that was, yeah. Holy cow, that was hilarious. I just, um, I think there might have been a little extra stuff and other things they might have rushed too much. That's what the thing that Sammy kept saying, is they rushed through a lot of it to try to fit in so many references. I'm trying yeah. to be objective in a movie that I really enjoyed, but it's hard to do. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And that's what uh, I was telling Sammy, or I think I maybe mentioned it too when you were there. It's nice to finally have like an hour and a half movie when it feels like the yeah. standard is two hours plus. And right. so, I mean, yeah, you fit it all in there, but I think it was still extremely enjoyable. Um, but I'm scared of when a number two comes out. Did we use all our references? I'm sure that's probably not, but I'm just saying there's so Kirby, much that was We're going to Dreamland used. next, baby, or something oh, like that. Up. I'll be done. <sighs> Don't turn me on. <laughs> but yeah, well, we venture off of the Mario's in. Like, well, you know, and, and what's basically in the bag so that we can use to kind of like spark our. I mean, you, you know, could do, I mean, Bowser's interest. always going to be the bad guy, but yeah, Wario could be the next bad guy. Um, and we clearly have uh, Yoshi going to be born for the next movie. Mm-hmm. And personally, Ooh. like, somebody brought up something. It might have been IGN. I don't think it was because it was creative. And they said, they said something along the lines of like, <laughs> Nintendo could actually compete with Marvel's MCU. Like, they have the yeah, IPs yeah. that are so established, like Marvel's movies, where if they have a Link movie and have its own thing go on for a while, and then all of a sudden we see this big quasi big Smash Brothers thing where we need Link and Mario yeah. to team up, yes, I'm there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
It would be pretty cool. There's a lot they can do with it. I, I don't know. I'm not super worried about number two, but I agree. Like, I love the length of this movie. It flew by. It was entertaining the whole time. But mm-hmm. we got to remember, like, this is for kids, right? Kids Key. don't have super long attention spans. So, yeah. yes, give us Same. all the references and all the fun as fast as you can and, like, yeah. get us out and let the kids be stoked. I, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I went, like, after I watched it, I was like, man, should I just, like, fire up the switch right now and put in yeah. mario kart and uh, i did play mario kart as soon as i got home yeah <laughs> yeah i played there paper mario as soon as i got home <laughs> there you go there you go yeah yeah, yeah. it worked nintendo. it worked nintendo yeah. does it again yeah I, I will say as soon as i saw because like you know marvel has that intro and i'm like oh, i'm in for a good time i don't care what happens when i saw nintendo have one i was like oh uh, i want to yeah. see this so much just as soon as i saw that and they had like the an 8-bit mario underneath i was like Damn it! They, they, it's something about the music, something about the sound that's so ingrained in our DNA, our generation, anyways, that they have an audience here. And the fact that our generation has kids now too, it's perfect for them. So I think we're gonna see a lot more from Nintendo, especially sure. like this. I did want to highlight right. the action. Um, yeah, Thomas brought it up, and uh, uh, I feel like it was very detailed when it was action scenes, like the fighting mm-hmm. and um, especially the Rainbow uh, Rainbow Road racing. Just the yeah, whole, like, uh, what was it that caused that last truck to explode? I forgot. Um, the blue not, shell. Um, off was a it higher... the blue shell? Oh, it was a blue well, shell. exploded used... the bridge. Which yeah. was so, it reminded me of Mad Max. who's was like, and they like go and they die. There was one. The Valhalla. I forgot what it was, but Mario used something to help that with that, the blue shell's car explode and i was just like man i feel like i'm watching like where's vin diesel at i feel like he needs to be popping up right yeah. now with his fast crew that's what i yeah, felt like yeah. when i was watching i think that. it was one of donkey's uh jets he loves okay, donkey's jets okay okay yeah. i just felt like man even like fighting the bowser at the end like this is like really good action like it, yeah. yeah it wasn't just or this you know the way they would turn to a side scroller point of view oh which man was when that like, first happened right away oh dude. you yeah. bitch. and then when yeah. him and dk are doing that too it was like oh man yeah let yeah. me play this you know hell <laughs> yes to that i love that little tidbit where it went sideways and you're like yes it's just like the mm. game and they made this yeah. scene dude such a nice detail oh, they crushed it with that all right uh lastly we have dreamhack let's let's get into this a little bit you went down to dreamhack thomas now, this is the first time DreamHack visited San Diego. That's, is that correct? I believe so, yeah. I think it was yeah. in Anaheim before, but it's mm-hmm. all over the world. I think they've done it oh, in yeah. Melbourne and, and other countries. I can't name them right now, but yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it's the first time in San Diego. What did you think of the event? Oh, it was great. It was a fun time. I mean, there was so much action going on. Uh, you know, I, I think if you are into competitive gaming, this is the event for you to go to. Uh, you know, if you can't make it to Evo, because this, like, there's so much cool. There was a fighting section where they had Guilty Gear competitions and Super mm-hmm. Smash Brothers oh, wow. and Tekken. So they had all of that going on, on one side. There was a cosplay corner where if you wanted to dress up and, and, and cosplay as your favorite characters, they had a space for that. Uh, on the other side, there was art. There was merchandise. There was a full-time Rocket League setup. That was like a full-on like stadium vibe. There was people in jerseys and lights and fireworks coming out of it, yeah. and everybody knew the team. I mean, Face Clan was there, Genji oh, was shit. there. Uh, it was it was big, and you could meet the different uh, players or like the athletes on the teams. It was it was cool. It was, it was an action-packed time. So you met you met a couple stars there. One of them was from God of War, Freya, Daniel Busidi, right? That's right. Yeah, That's and dope. she was. Super awesome and just just a sweet, sweet person. Uh, she took you know a good five minutes out to talk to us about 
what she thought about DreamHack and a little bit about the role of playing Freya and how she did her research for it. Uh, we'll probably post the full clip out sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, but that was a great time. And then the whole vo voice acting cast of God of War went on stage. Ah, so cool. And we recorded some clips of that. And they kind of talked about their favorite lines to record. Uh, you know, they tried to like imitate each person. Uh, what they might do if they got turned into a snake, which I guess is something from Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't play the game. So, uh, but it was just an awesome time. They looked <laughs> like they had a blast on it. Ooh, and one thing that you're going to have to stay tuned for in the clip was I asked her, with the success of The Last of Us, uh, are you excited or do you think you could play one of the characters in the live action version of God of War? So stay tuned for that. Ooh. Let's listen. We're going to listen to that right now. That's awesome. You're amazing. Uh, you had a big video game come out this year. Oh, sorry. Last year uh, in God of War, you played Freya. Did you have to do some research to play Freya? Like, how did you come up with the character? Well, they wrote the character, so she's obviously based on the Norse goddess, and that would be in uh, Norse mythology. Uh, Freya is the preeminent goddess of that mythology, so she's the goddess of um, goddess of many things. Oh, hi, how are you? Sorry. <laughs> the goddess of love, beauty, sex, fertility, war, satyr magic, and both. Wow. It's a lot going on. Yeah, I absolutely. did do a lot of research. When I first got the role, I actually didn't even know what video game I was in. Okay. Let alone wow. did I know that I was going to be playing the Norse goddess Freya. So uh, once I did discover that at the table read, Corey Barlog was like, yeah, God of War, that's the game you're in. And you are Freya, the Norse goddess. And I was like, wow, I would have done so much research prior to coming into this table read. But um, I did eventually do the research and of course, uh, Sony Santa Monica Studios is incredible. The writers, the narrative team from there are like top tier. Yeah. Uh, Matt Sophos, Rich Gobert. I mean, the most beautiful words, the most beautiful character arc that I've ever had to play wow. in my whole life. So I'm very grateful. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. All right, you also listen, you also talked to some other cool people. Who else did you talk to? Yeah, uh, I also was lucky enough to talk to Eric Bauza. Man, if you've watched any Looney Tunes cartoons or I don't know, like any cartoon in the last like 10 years, Eric's probably voiced them. He's currently one of the guys who voices Bugs Bunny and just an amazing dude. Super funny. Uh, the way he can go into the different voices on the fly is incredible. It's like such a talent. It's like almost unbelievable seeing the voices come out of his mouth. But uh, yeah, he talked about DreamHack. He talked about um, representation in the industry and we talked about like how cool DreamHack was. So uh, yeah, an awesome, awesome little interview we got to do. That's dope. So we're going to have another clip for that too. Let's talk about uh, some of the characters you do because you do such a wide range of characters and you're amazing at all of them. Thank uh, you. Can you give us like a short list of some of the characters that you do? Uh, well, uh, I'm the current voice of Bugs Bunny Dog and Daffy Duck, but no one asks about him. Uh, Tweety Bird, I taught a top bunny tag. Sylvester, I'm going to eat that darn canary. <laughs> and uh, Marvin the Martian, isn't that lovely? <laughs> You're amazing, man. All right, now that that was an amazing clip. We're going to have the entire full interviews on our YouTube, and we're going to try to release them also on the, the podcast feed as well. So check out the entire full interviews for both those. But DreamHack did quite well. Uh, what are some? What would you suggest people go check out next time they go? Yeah, again, I mean, there's just so much to do and look at. You know, if, if you're into any type of streaming or Twitch or gaming, 
this is the event for you, man. There's like so many different things. They had they had a uh, mobile gaming that people were playing Clash of Clans against each other. I didn't even know there was teams for that. Wait, there's teams for that? Yes, oh my there God. was like full like a, a full bracket. There was a time. Yeah, <laughs> of Clash of Clans with teams and sponsors. Uh, you know, Samsung had a booth. Uh, Snapdragon had a booth. Monster had a nice. booth. AMPM had a booth. AMPM even uh, we did a little video for them and they gave us some love too. Uh, Hot Pockets as well. They had this cool little setup. Yeah, I was like, they had this cool swag. There was this bag that looked like a Hot Pocket. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want that. That is kind of tight. But uh, I also could not stop getting, uh, what is it, Jim Gaffigan's like, Hot Pocket Mm. bit out of my head. So I just thought about that the whole time. Yeah, but awesome around, all around. Shout out to DreamHack. Go ahead. I was going to ask, is there anything that you missed that you're kind of like, damn, I I regret it. Or that's going to have to be a priority next time you went or go. Yeah, the only thing that I wish I got to see but had to run home for some family stuff uh, was the finals. Like I, One of my favorite games of all time was Super Smash Bros. Melee. And then, uh, you know, what's big now, at least what was going on at the event, was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I was trying to watch as much of it as I could for the top eight. It was getting pretty close, but then, you know, I got a call from the wife like, hey, I need your help. Can you come home? So I'm like, all right, I had to race home, but I really wanted to see the finals there. And I really wanted to see the finals Damn. for Rocket League because the hype was, it was like watching your team in the finals, yeah. like, you know, and you're in the last quarter and people were losing their shit on yeah. the Rocket League stuff. It was, oh man, it was so awesome. It, it was sick. Yeah. You're hella, yeah, you're, you're crazy sports. nice. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Sarah calls me and I'm doing that. <laughs> you better find someone else. Here. <laughs> knock, knock on the neighbor's door Well, he did shit. spend three straight days at a video game convention. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. and it was on Easter. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All right, fair. <laughs> um, thank you very much, DreamHack, for uh, inviting us. And uh, we look forward to being there next year as well. That is really cool. Uh, again, all the clips and YouTube and stuff like that, we're going to put it all out there so you guys can check out every little bit of it and get hyped for next year. We're going to end things off with our recommendations. Squeeze, you got a recommendation oh, for shit. us? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you know what? We talked about it, so I'm just going to do it. Okay. Whatever uh, the reviews or whatever is coming out for the Mario movie, go see it. It doesn't matter if you're an adult mm-hmm. or a child. You're going to, I mean, it's going to play to everyone. So because I saw it and I was like, well, I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't the right audience that saw this movie. Maybe it was those people that weren't Mario people. And it's like, man, I don't know how if you're a Mario fan and this is uh, your childhood looking at now on the big screen. I, I don't see where it misses for us and for children. Yeah, it just feels good to watch it in yeah. a weird way. Like it just feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was a good one. What do you think, yeah, Thomas? You got a, you got a re- uh, recommendation? Yeah, I do. Uh, kind of off the beaten path. If you're watching Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and you have Amazon or not Amazon, Apple TV or Apple Plus, you already have access to this show and it's called Big Door Prize. And it kind of took me off guard. Like if you liked Severance last year, you're going to dig this. It's kind of like a trippy thing. All it is is a machine gets dropped in a small town. And when you go into the machine, it tells you what your life's purpose is supposed mm-hmm. to be. And then wow. you just kind of start seeing what happens in the town. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's really weird. It's kind of trippy. It's like right up my alley. And uh, yeah, it's got a great cast too. So big door prize. Mm. I like that premise. That's cool. That's my suggestion for you guys is a book called Talks by Evan Carruthers and Eric Palicki. 
Uh, they, they This is their first book out, the first comic book that's out now. Uh, they have a second one that's on the horizon. I'll have a link to their uh, campaign for that so you guys can join in it. It's a post-apocalyptic world. Um, what's amazing is this woman finds out like she's a survivor. She's like living Mad Max life. All of a sudden she finds out she's pregnant. And it's like, how do you mix this world and try to make sure that you're staying safe for your baby? Very good team around her, very good cast. The artwork is outstanding. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, this is like a AAA title at a kick at an indie level. Uh, so please check this out, guys. I ended up writing a full review for this comic book. It's on our website. You can go to geekfreakspodcast.com or gfpods.com and check it out, guys. And I got links to everything over there, too. So talks, really great comic book. Check that out. Damn, what a premise. That's heavy already. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us, and we will see you guys next week live at Capital Creative Showcase. Bye.